Hello, this is Bahia. I want to welcome the On the Purple Couch family. Today I have the pleasure and honor of introducing you to the Nigerian artist, sculptor, internationally known and well um, represented in the diaspora, Francis Udo. He is going to talk to us about his work, his process, his style, and what he might think about the artist community as he is here in the States um, working. So, Francis, I'd like to welcome you. Yeah, thank you. My name is Francis Madoka Udu, a sculptor, a painter, and a muralist. Just relocated from Nigeria to America, where I'm like starting all over again. It's like a single word. A thing I know has become a thing I knew. And art is a process. I've um, been so privileged and opportuned by my art to meet a lot of other artists and um, other art enthusiasts. You know, trying to get a new mm -hmm. American market for my works and uh, maybe for other uh, commission jobs. Wonderful. So it's a process and um, I thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. I am really excited to introduce the On the Purple Couch family to your work, Francis. Mm -hmm. I find it very emotional, very deep depth, a range of human emotion style. I'm enjoying it. I have had the honor of uh, using some of my paint to uh, work on one of your pieces. I would like the audience, first of all guys, I want you to remember to go to Instagram on the purple couch. You'll see some of Francis' work. Um, you've seen me talk about his stuff on Instagram, but we're going to have an opportunity to go a little bit deep on a short interview. Tell us a little bit about your work. There's one piece that you call the saint. What is that? The saint, you know, mean um, one being a saint is like one being pure from within and outside the flesh. Mm -hmm. The scent, for you to be a scent, um, it gives you the emotional feel of um, being at peace, being sinless, being complicated. The scent, the inspiration came by my thinking about the Reverend Sixters and um, most religious uh, women, the way they dressed and um, not revealing their bodies and um, other physicals like their hair mm -hmm. and um, it really strikes me that I think um, this is the way you know, a sin, a sinless expression should be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why I called that sculpture the, the saint. saint. And you can see, you know, this meditation about the mood. You know, being introspective about life, seen from within. You know, 
herself. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. You know, I think that is just the mood and the reason for the sculpture itself. It is a very beautiful piece, and the saint you all will see on Instagram, it's of a beautiful woman who is covered, as Francis just said, but you see her almost looking up to the sky mm -hmm. and, in effect, even looking from the sky into herself. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. What is the materials that you use, Francis? Like, I use um, various medium to express my art. Mm -hmm. First of all, um, basically, is the clay. From the clay, I can make my works, you know, more permanent by adder. Firing the clay into terracotta or getting the mold from the clay and I'm taking it to the bronze foundry to cast as um, a bronze piece mm -hmm. or the fiberglass. And I also make use of wood okay. by subtraction. That is wood carving. Okay. I also yes. carve wood. Exactly. And um, I just started working now on um, other medium called metal um, welding. Okay. Trying to work with um, the stainless steel and um, aluminium. Metal okay. I just like experimenting with mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mediums mm -hmm. and materials. Mm -hmm. And I'm also into mirrors. Okay. Like the mosaic mirrors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, you know acrylic mirrors and um, the beach okay. painting. Okay. Francis, I have a question for you that will speak to what we call the creatives, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of us are, maybe you studied uh, history, you studied uh, um, law or, or whatnot. Um, but you are a creative. You love mm -hmm. the, uh, the arts and you support it. Um, as a creative, as an artist, as a sculptor, um, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you fresh, your eye fresh, your hands fresh, especially somebody like you who works with their hands? You know, as um, a creative person, I think life itself is um, all about creativity. You know, every human, you know, was created. Mm -hmm. And um, my belief about it all that um, Every man that was created is also a creator. Have that, you know, element of creating something. What truly motivates me from creating is like my immediate environment. Mm -hmm. I look at things with the creative mind and um, I don't always want to do things in a conventional way. And I see the teacup looking like um, looking like um, a ball. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, a lot of things influences me and um, motivates me to create. Like when I'm asleep as well, mm -hmm. I will wake up. I'll look onto the wall. Maybe there's a cast of shadow. It gives me a kind of um, other image, mm -hmm. imaginative image. It's all about imagination, yeah. It's all yes. about imagination. And um, for you to create anything, you first of all conceive it. You have an inspiration, You con it goes into you, you conceive it. Once you conceive it and um, you start um, a 
sexualizing it, you know, there are other influences that can alter what your original conceptions are. Mm -hmm. I love that notion of conception. Mm -hmm. I've done a couple of workshops on goal setting, and we have one actually coming up on Saturday, mm -hmm. excuse me, tomorrow, Sunday, okay. where we set out our goals, in this case for 2018, and we set it out, we conceive it visually. Visually, yeah. And the idea of that, whatever that process to get you to that conception, but that those things would be realized as you continue to see it, that is it. out. Mm -hmm. And so I love that that parallel to keeping creative mm -hmm. that you first start with the, the concept. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you have traveled internationally. You've won awards. You were part of a select group uh, that was uh, in the UK. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that work? Yeah. Like the UK... Um, it's called the Transcending Boundaries, you know, where the African Arctics, I'm from West Africa, Nigeria, showcased um, their piece of work. It was an annual event, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I think it was amazing and the, that the audience, you know, truly appreciated, mm -hmm. you know, the art forms of, um, you know, the Arctics from Nigeria, which um, I still believe that creatively, Nigeria has a lot of um, creative uh, talents. A lot of the renowned African artists are from Nigeria. Today we try to break new grounds in the yeah. United States. Yeah. In the UK, I think a lot of Nigerians too have uh, made a mark in the you know field of creativity. Mm -hmm paintings and sculpture, and um, it was like a good outing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a good outing, the it, talks taken and taught outing, it yeah. was very good. It looked like an amazing uh, experience, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and as you said, well appreciated mm -hmm. uh, and well received. Um, when you think about the artist community in Nigeria, your experience in the UK and the artist community mm -hmm. here in the United States, what's on the horizon, what's coming up? Uh, in the artist world, themes that you may see as it relates to sculptors, mm -hmm. or just sort of what you have been thinking or conceiving in your mind for the community? Like the artist community in America is like any other community. I begin to discover. I was thinking the artist in America will be thinking different from the artist in Nigeria. I think it's the same format, it's the same principle, if there's a principle to it, you know, because I still believe um, art is beyond academics, okay. you know, far, far beyond academics. Um, there are no rules to it, it's all about conceiving, and it's all about the individual. I see a lot of the American sculptors that I have met here, reminds me of my other sculptors, mm -hmm. friends in Nigeria, the same hard work, the same ways of life, the same, I think it's like um, a very good experience mm -hmm, for, mm -hmm. for me. I was thinking the African artist is like the African artist. The American artist is like the American, it's the same fundamental, the same way of thinking, you know. I think it's amazing. 
I love that comparison because um, especially in the world we're all living in, we're all looking for connections, deeper yeah. connections. Mm -hmm. And uh, the world is smaller, uh, is not a cliche, it's a fact. The internet has yeah. changed things. Mm -hmm. Look, we are on this podcast, mm -hmm. which of course you can listen to on SoundCloud or iTunes. But this, sound, this um, our podcast is heard by our fans in South Africa, our fans in Nigeria, our fans mm -hmm. in the States, in Liberia, Ghana, and Europe. So right away we have a network where people are learning from each other yeah. and then indeed finding out again sounds cliche but finding out that indeed the artist in nigeria is the same artist right here in rockville exactly. maryland exactly. in washington dc mm -hmm. the same trials and so forth there's a piece that you did symbiosis symbiosis mm -hmm. i'm not saying symbiosis symbiosis and it's life itself yes life is all about symbiosis depending on age order and um, the womanhood, the motherhood, which are huge, which are used in representing symbiosis, the mother and the child. You see, the, a child is, you know, highly connected to his or her mom. You know, you see the link. The mother looking down onto the child and mm -hmm. the child looking up onto the mother, you know. The child depends on the mother, the mother also depends on the child. Yes. You know, as a young child, solely, everything the child needs are being provided by the mother. Mm -hmm. And as a younger, as an older child, probably, that's the way I have experienced it, the parents, the mother especially, starts looking up to the child, while the child looks down onto the mother for mutual benefits. Mm -hmm. It's all about, life is all about mutual benefit, mm -hmm. and life is all about mm -hmm. dependency. Okay. We all depend on each other. There is no isolation in life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no isolation. We are all interdependent, you know, on each other directly or indirectly. Very much so. The concept of, uh, I, a lot of people know I have a seven-year-old. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was talking this morning to my husband about the role of a mother. Mm -hmm. And especially in our American life where there's so much going on and the importance, I was reflecting on, you know, how they call it self-care. I don't know what is the right terminology, but how do you fortify another human being, your family, your child, you know, when you're also running on empty because you're running and doing all different things, but that you have to be at the top of your that game. Is, that is it. You have to be because you are nurturing a child, this symbiotic relationship, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that as time goes on, he she is strong enough to turn it and keep that, going. That is it. That is it. The mutually beneficial it's, relationship. Yeah, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. have to be able to pour into your child, which means you have to have something to give and something of quality. Quality. That's where they returned to you, because once you bring up your child, the righteous way, that's the right way, you know, good quality, 
you know, along the line that child grew up being responsible. You are now responsible for the child. Yes. The child now will become responsible to you, not mm -hmm. only to you, to his or herself, mm -hmm. to his immediate environment, mm -hmm. and um, you know, everyone will be at peace. Yes. But yeah. once that child is being neglected, mm -hmm. you know, once there's no symbiosis, once the child gets, you know, independent, mm -hmm. that's why you don't have to just have a child and isolate the child. You must constantly, you know, watch. Once a child gets too independent on time, there's usually a problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He, he or she won't be responsible mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because there's no link. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's what they say: love, love, mm -hmm, love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You'll be able to love what you have procreated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know uh, what you're saying is so deep mm -hmm. on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's deep on so many levels. I think people who are listening to this are interested in art, but if you're a member of a community, member of a family, you can see directly the parallels to what Francis is talking about mm -hmm. beyond art, but its application to your life, to your family, your community, your work, and so forth. Um, very, very important. Uh, thank you for that, especially for some of my mothers and, and grandmothers that are listening and uh, child, you know, providers and so forth. What do you think about color? Do you have a favorite color? Is there a color that you dream in or are you a black and white? What is, what is color to you? Well, I think color is color. Yellow, orange, blue, white, black, there are no colors. They're just neutrals. Mm. They're just neutrals, you know. T no tell colors. us, tell us a little neutral, bit. You know? The white is neutral. There's no color to the white. Mm -hmm. The black is neutral. There's no color to the black. Mm -hmm. And you see, without the black, there wouldn't be the white. That's right. Both spiritually and physically. White is the complement of black. White, black is the complement of white. Interesting. You know, and um, life is all about white and black as well. That's why it is said white is neutral, black is neutral, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Then mm -hmm. other colors are all good colors and um, uh, favorite colors to me. I don't have specific favorite color. Mm -hmm. It depends on my mood. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, colors could be psychological too. Yes, very much. It could be spiritual too. Very much. It could be emotional too. Yeah. Like, uh, I begin to hear a lot of people say, I am a white man, I'm a black man. I've never seen a white man. Mm -hmm. And maybe I've seen something close to black, but it is not black. I've never seen a black human being. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but people yeah. just use it for representational purpose. Yeah. Yeah. What race are you, white or black? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people say, I'm a white man. Some people say, I'm a black man. God never created any person white and mm -hmm. never created any person black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The charcoal is black, it's an element. Yeah. No human being, if you see a black being, you'll be scared because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it is not normal. Mm -hmm. If you see somebody that is white, you'll be scared because it is not normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. I think it's just a human. People see white 
colors from different angles, spiritual yeah. or yeah. physical, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They say white is pure. Mm. They say black is um is um dirty or unclean yeah. or demonic and then white is you know God black is the devil. The devil is not a black man or a white man, it is a spiritual thing. You know, but the artists have been able to express the devil as one very ugly black entity. Mm. The devil from what I read in the Bible is a very handsome, clean and attractive entity. All right. It's not a scary entity. Okay. It's not okay. <laughs> you are. It's not a scary entity. Mm -hmm. I think life is all about color. Both spiritually and mm -hmm. physically, you know. So every color, every color has its complement and every color has its yes. color. Red is a beautiful color. If there's no red, there won't be green. That's right. One of the mm -hmm. things, Francis, that I've learned um, being a colorist, uh, being trained by um, Annie Sloan, the maker of uh, the Annie Sloan chalk paint, I went deep into understanding color mm -hmm. and came to similar, uh, of and course you express it. To, yeah. And colors too yes. could be a healing therapy, you know. Yes. You know, if you go to, if you, if you get into somewhere that the colors are not right, you get sick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you go to somewhere that the colors are right, you know, maybe you are dull, you become emotionally uplifted. Yes. You know, colors could be psychological too. It's like the fine art itself, art itself can be used as um, a means for psychological up liftment mm -hmm. or a means for psychologically um what call it again is it depressing or what depressing or whatever yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. i i tell you you are speaking my language mm -hmm. because as i studied color all those themes came to me the uses and the power of color mm -hmm. and the power of our expression of what they are mm -hmm. especially to our children today my seven-year-old said to me Mama, there are no red people. We were singing mm -hmm. Jesus loves, you know, red it? and yellow, black and white. He stopped me in my tracks. I said, my God, yes, we grew up on this song. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he was so indignant. Mama, there's no red people. I said, my child, you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because color is so powerful. And, very, very powerful. And, and lends itself to so much. Mm -hmm. To so much in our, our life. God itself is colorful. Let me go spiritual a little go bit. Go right ahead. You know. God is very colorful, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why I created, you've seen some beautiful flowers, some beautiful yes. leaves, you know, the sky at times, you know, you begin to wonder. Mm -hmm. You know, I think life itself is all about color. No color, no life. Thank you. No color, no life. That Simple. Mm -hmm. Simple. Mm -hmm. And it is a joyous thing to be surrounded by color. Colors. Mm -hmm. It is. And to be able to use it, maybe in medicine, into the spiritual me that medicine. It. That is it. That is it. For some of us who are like me, I need sunlight. And art itself is. Yes. You know, life itself is all about art. There's nothing that we are doing here on earth that, you know, does not involve the art. Like the clothes you're putting on, mm -hmm. it's all about art. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about that. I could, I can call it 
you know, a flat sculpture that when you wear it, it, it becomes a three-dimensional yeah. sculpture. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, the beats you are wearing is all about art, you know. Everything here is all about art, whether industrial or, you know, or real art, you know. So I think it's been a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One last question. Francis, tell us a little bit about your training. My training, yeah, well, I think it's like a long story. As a child, um, I loved creativity. I loved the drawing, as I drawing on um, the sand, from the sand, the walls, you know, then um, whenever I, I'm coming back from school, because you have to trek to school and mm -hmm. trek back, there is a sign right out on my way home. I will always stand by the kiosk. They use this wooden kiosk, you know. Mm -hmm. You will paint people that are playing guitar. It does signs, you know, people riding on bicycles and all that. And I started wondering, you know, how, you know, can um, someone draw from imagination and it looks real? real. You know, I finished from my primary school, I went to my secondary school, and the school I went, because my parents wanted me to become a medical doctor, I went to a science school, mm -hmm. it was like all sciences and all that, and I had friends that um, were already into the college, and they were doing fine art, and um, during the holidays I would go to their house, mm -hmm. you know, I see them paint, and um, I got so interested, then I enrolled for my final um, high school mm -hmm. examination, I was the only candidate for fine art. The external examiners that we are conducting the examination noticed me because, you know, my science subjects were like, they saw that I, I was doing well, then um, on the day of the fine art, I was outside, I, I painted, um, I did, um, a landscape painting, which the examiner saw and said, calling me a scientific artist. Oh, okay. Said calling me a scientific artist. How come you are the only one and you did so well? That when I, I left um, the high school, I opted that I wanted to do fine art. My parents refused. That was my fox. I would like call it rebellion. Mm -hmm. I told my mom, if I don't do fine art, in the college, there's no other subject that I would, I don't want to become a medical doctor. Uh -oh. At the end of the day, I think um, she reluctantly agreed and mm -hmm. um, it was like a problem, her paying my fees and um, I discovered because I've known bigs that as an artist you can make, you can earn your own income while even in school. Okay. While my friends were like playing in school, I would go to town, start seeking for people that once and they sign boards retouched or do a new symbol, do banners, and I was making income. Okay. So I started paying my fees, which my mother was surprised. I said, how are you making money to pay? I said, the same finance that I say the artists are poor because people believe the artists are poor people. Yeah. The artists are crazy people. The yeah. artists are dirty people. They all bad impressions. I begin to wonder, someone that are creative, the people people that are creative, you give them all on, on, mm. on you, you know, the artists, basically are not conventional people. If you are conventional, you can't be creative. You want to do things in your own creative 
way, but that yes. is maybe what people didn't understand. Mm -hmm. You know, but today I think a lot of people have started to understand that the artist is a unique person because he's yes. a creative person, he's sleeping. Yeah. And um, to God be all the glory today, yeah, right, yeah. I have never worked for anybody. I've been self-employed from my undergraduate days to till this moment, mm. using the same art to live. And I think that, I believe, is the only thing I would have done, is what I am doing. And if there is life again to come, I think I will still remain the artist I am. Because I discovered that whatsoever that you are doing, if you are not creative, you can be, you know, good at mm. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Francis, I appreciate mm -hmm. your words. I appreciate your perspective. Mm -hmm. And as a senior artist, seasoned artist. Like um, you were asking, mm -hmm. well, after that discourse I went, yes. was first and foremost was the Awushi mm -hmm. Polytechnic. Mm -hmm. in, um, it was in Bender State then, but mm -hmm. today I think it's in Edo State. Okay. I was there for my two years program, which they call the OND, Ordinary National Diploma. Okay. From there, I migrated, will I say migrated to mm -hmm. Lagos State, mm -hmm. where I worked briefly with another artist. Mm -hmm. They call it industrial training. Okay. For one year, I think after that, I proceeded to Yaba College of Technology mm -hmm. to specialize in sculpture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that should be in 1987, I graduated, and since then, I've been self-employed. Mm -hmm. I've been a, a, a full-time, that's the word, full-time studio artist. Okay. Mm -hmm. And all of this was in the West African, for my uh, audience, West African nation of Nigeria. So check out Nigeria. Beautiful Instagram pages mm -hmm. to learn about Nigeria is where Francis was talking about where he went to school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Francis, I want to thank you for the opportunity to work with you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we met uh, here at Artists and Makers. Uh, we're going to have some nice collaborations coming up, and you guys will look forward to that. Um, thank you for the interview time. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. With pleasure. You are welcome. You are welcome. So everybody, make sure you share this. Make sure you like. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. The podcast is on iTunes. It's called On the Purple Couch. So you can just search that. It's also on Stitcher. And uh, I'll be posting this. I hope to hear from you. I'd love to hear your reactions. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Francis, again. Thank you.